Hello, listener, and welcome to the first story of Skyrim Stories. This story will be of a Nord by the name of Skjolnir. Our story begins in the county of Shadenhall in Cyrodiil. After the Great War and the signing of the White Gold Concordat banning the worship of the god Talos, a veteran of the Great War named Bjorn and his wife had a, had a baby that they named Skjolnir. When Skjolnir was little, his mother had a girl named Nyala. However, Skjolnir and Nyala's mother died during childbirth, leaving the kids and her husband alone. Seeing nothing left to lose, the trio moved to their ancestral home of Skyrim. They built a house outside of the city of Whiterun, close to the town's western watchtower and the fort of called Fort Greymore near its border. Bjorn being being a Nord taught Skilnir how to fight with a sword and axe. A skill that Nord Nords being very competent warriors should know. Skilnir learned that even though an axe swings slower than a sword, it is heavier and its edge is sharper. He learned that the further you draw a bow, the farther the arrow will fly. Years passed, and when Skilnir was 14 and Nyala was 12, they heard a knock at the door. When Bjorn opened the door, he was met by the steel armor of an imperial soldier. He said, By order of Titus Mede II, you must hand over your family's shrine to Talos now. Damn. The Empire must have started enforcing the Concordat, Bjorn thought. However, he was not having this nonsense and exclaimed, I am a free member of the Empire and a veteran of the Great War. I am sorry, but we cannot let... The captain was caught off by the scream of a private as he charged and stabbed Bjorn with his sword. The captain dragged him away, but it was too late. Bjorn had been mortally wounded. As Skilnir went to see see what happened, he saw his dad on the floors, still alive but dying. Papa! he cried. Son, I cannot go on. Take care of your sister for me. On this day, sovereign God awaits me. And with those final words, Bjorn died, leaving Skilnir and his sister alone. Having nothing else to do, they set off south back to Cyrodiil. After months of traveling, they finally reached the centerpiece of Cyrodiil, the Imperial City. They were, appro- they were approaching the gates when a guard stopped them. You there, children, stop! Might I ask, where are your parents? They're dead. Ah, sorry for your loss. However... I cannot let you into the city without adult supervision. I'm going to get someone to lead you inside, and then you will follow them to the orphanage. Do you understand? Yes, sir. Good. Now, follow Augustus when he arrives. When the man arrived, the kids followed him through the city into the orphanage. Two years passed, and at 16, Schooner was kicked out of the orphanage. Not knowing what else he could do, Skilnir decided to employ his services as a mercenary. He bought the cheapest armor he could and, after, and went to the local tavern. 
waiting for a client. After months of waiting, he started to lose hope. Then, a rich-looking high elf came across him. You there, Nord, are you a mercenary? Yeah, I am. I would like to employ your services as a bodyguard. What is your rate? 350 gold for my services. Very well. Consider yourself hired. Now follow me. When they... When they were out of the city, the elf explained the job more. You are to guard and escort me to the city of Kavach. We must be there by the end of tomorrow. Yes, sir, said Schooner, not knowing else, not knowing what else to say. You do not have to address me in such a way. I am your client, not your boss. Now follow me. My horse is in the stables, and from there we go to Kavach. After hours of walking, dusk approached and the two set up camp in the woods. Schooner was hungry, but he could last until morning. The elf, however, went straight to bed, leaving Schooner by himself. He sat thinking about his life, his sister, his mother, and his father. He hoped that, he, that when he dies, he would join his father in Sovngarde. However... When the elf woke up in the morning, they continued on the road. They stopped at a toll road, and the and Skjolnir heard that the elf's name was Arondil. After a few more hours of traveling, they got to Kavach. Skjolnir was dismissed and was given his payment. He took the horse and made his way back to the tavern in the Imperial City. As time passed, he got several new clients and earned quite the fortune. One day, he got news of a civil war in his homeland. He got a carriage to Skyrim and joined Ulfric Stormcloak's rebellion against the Empire. He joined up because of what happened to his father and, be quick, and quickly became one of the best soldiers in the rebellion. But one day, near the mining town of Darkwater Crossing, there was an ambush. Imperial swords clashed with ones of iron and steel. War hammers flew left and right. In the chaos, Ulfric and some of his men were captured. But Skjolnir caught an arrow in the sh in the shoulder. He retreated and went back to the nearby stables of the city of Windhelm and took a carriage to the forest city of Falkreath. Once he got there, he went to the local tavern for a drink. He drank and drank, trying to forget what happened in vain. This continued for weeks until he eventually left for the nearby town of Helgen. As he approached the, the town, he saw a, a large creature. It was as black as night and was as big as a house. It was a dragon. In his drunken state, Skilnir was not sure if he, not sure of what he saw, but the destruction of the town was no hallucination. Helgen was leveled and burning. Burnt corpses littered the ground. As Skilnir approached one to inspect it, it crumbled to ash. 
reading the journal that was that was on the burned adventure he found that the dragon was not a hallucination Skionir knew that if there was a dragon about he would need to he would be the one to bring it to justice he learned of a cave close to town and went to find it he located the cave and headed inside in the cave he found two nords he remembers seeing the nord in storm cloak armor his name was Rayloff, and Skilnir came to his aid. He gave Rayloff a health potion, and they made their way to the town of Riverwood. Once there, they warned the residents of the town, and Ray uh, town and Rayloff's sister, Gerder, suggested going to the Jarl of Whiterun. So Skilnir sold some of his unwanted gear and bought some armor. He went to Whiterun and outside the city he found a group of warriors fighting the dragon, seeing fighting a giant. Seeing this, Skilnir readied an arrow and loosed it. The arrow pierced a giant's flesh, softening it for the final blow which came from the battle axe of a big burly man. As Skilnir approached the warriors, the one who seemed to be leading, leading them came up to him and congratulated Skilnir for helping them kill the giant. While talking, Skilnir learned that these warriors were members of the legendary Fighters Guild of the Companions. Once he entered the city, he, he went to where they told him to go if he wanted to join. Your Vasker. He entered the hall, and as he did, a fistfight broke out between two members. Skilnir ignored them and went to the to the living quarters. At the end of a corridor, there was a very large room with two people talking. He went up to the older one, thinking that he might be the leader. After a combat trial, he was a new member of the Companions. After several errands, such as teaching a man a lesson and killing a fugitive, it was time for his initiation into the Circle, the leading group of the Companions. During the initiation, Skilnir learned that his partner, Farkas, was a werewolf. After the initiation, he asked the leader, Codlack, if they were all werewolves. Skilnir learned that the members of the circle are all are all werewolves. He asked a circle member named Skior for for work and was told to meet him in a location known as the Underforge at night. After a few hours it was time and Skilnir met with Skior. They entered the Underforge and and saw a werewolf. This was another fellow companion in Skilner's future wife, Ayala the Huntress. Skilner went up to Ayala and filled a fountain with her blood. Skilner had no other option. He had to drink it. The next thing he remembered was waking up near an old fortress. Ayala approached him and informed Skilner that Skilner had 
gone ahead to fight a group known as the Silver Hand. And the leader of the fort, Krev the Skinner. As the two fought throughout the fort, the fortress, Skilner admired her skill in battle, especially with a bow. As they approached the final room of the fort, Ayala pointed out Krev, but Skorn but noticed that Skior was nowhere to be in sight. Damn it. Skilnir thought, hoping that what he thought happened was not true. But as they entered the room and laid waste of the silver hand, including Krev, they searched the room and Skilnir's fears turned out to be real as Skior lay dead upon the floor. By the orders of Ayala, he returned to Yorbaskar and told everyone what had happened. When Ayala returned, the two launched a campaign against the Silver Hand. They stole some of their plants and killed their leader. After the campaign, Skilner was told to meet with Kodlak. Kodlak told Skilner the story of how the companions became werewolves. A coven of which is known as the Glen Moral Coven, 500 year, years ago, made a deal with the leader of the companion to give them the strength and speed of a wolf. And the only way to cure to cure the, the lycanthropy was to use their heads. So Skilner went off to the cave that they live in. He made it his mission to exterminate the Glenmoral Coven. He went off with his axes in hand and cleared out the cave, cutting off all the heads. When he returned, he was met by Farkas's brother, Vilkus. He told Skilnir terrible news. The Silver Hand had attacked Yorvaskar and sadly Kodlak was killed. He and Vilkus went to retrieve the companion's most valuable treasure. The fragments of the axe of their founder, Iskramor's Wuthrod. However, Vilkus and, Vilkus and Skjolnir traveled through to the fortress of Driftshade Refuge. They ravaged the Silver Hand and eventually got the fragments. They returned to the companions and held a funeral for Kodlak at the Skyforge, the most powerful forge in all of Skyrim. After the funeral, he was sent by the blacksmith, Yorlin Greymane, to get the final fragment of Uthrod. While in Kodlak's room, he found his Kodlak's journal. While reading it, he found that Kod... He found that Kodlak thought that Skilnir would be a good replacement as leader of the Companions. When he returned to Yorland, he gave him the fragment. It was told that the rest of the Circle had met in the Underforge. When he met them down there, he found the rest of the cir- Circle discussing what they should do. They agreed that Kodlak should get the afterlife that he wanted in Sovngarde. 
but Ayola said that they needed Wuthron. Just then, Yorland entered with a repaired Wuthron. He gave it to Skulner, and they set off to the tomb of Iskamor, the founder of the Companions. They fought through the tomb occupied by ghosts and spiders. At the last chamber, they met with the ghosts of Kodlak. Skilnir learned that in order to cure Kodlak, he must put one of the witch's heads into a flame. But that action complete, the red spirit of a wolf came from Kodlak. Skilnir fought it off and, and cured him. And with that finally done, Kodlak named Skilnir Harbinger of the Companions. With that done, he returned to Whiterun to speak with, with the Jarl. Skilnir recognized him from Kodlak's funeral. Skilnir told the Jarl what he knew about Helgen and its destruction. The Jarl brought him with the brought Skilnir with the, to the court wizard, Faringar, who told Skilnir about an object called the Dragonstone. He is told to go to the ancient ruin of Bleak Falls Barrow. In it, he found bandits. Further in, one of the bandits was stuck in a web. Curious. Skilnir thought. This web looks fresh, which means the spider is most likely still alive and in this very chamber. Just then, a, gi a giant yet wounded frostbite spider fell from the ceiling. Skilnir used Wuthrod, which quickly became the best weapon Skilnir had ever had. He interrogated the, the bandit about the artifact known as the Golden Claw. It turned out that the bandit had the claw. Skilnir knew that with the web blocking his way, he needed to cut it down and set the bandit free. The bandit ran away from Skilnir, only to be killed by something strange. The thing smelled of dust and decay, gray skin as if draped over the bones. No muscles visible. This thing Skilnir knew was a draugr, an undead warrior that protects the ruins with their life. He had fought them before when he and Farkas were getting the fragment of the very axe he is wielding. Skilner destroyed the Draugr with ease. As he progressed through the ruin, he came to this to a strange door. He looked at the claw into the door and realized that the inscriptions on on the claw had had the same as that on the door. The claw was a key and had the combination on it. Skilnir put in the combination and opened the door. It led into a large chamber. As he approached, he heard some sort of chanting. As he came closer to a strange wall where the chanting got louder and louder, then an energy penetrated him as a power awoke within. Before Skilnir could ponder it, a draugr came out of a sarcophagus. Skilnir very easily killed him, and he exited the 
dungeon and traveled back to Whiterun. He gave the dragon stone to Farangar, only to learn through a guard that a dragon was attacking the Western Watchtower. So he, a squad of guards, and the Jarl's bodyguard, or housecarl, Iroleth, went to fight it. When they arrived, it was clear that the dra dragon had already been there. When they got close to the tower, a terrified guard came out talking about the dragon. A dragon came, appeared over the mountains. Breathing fire down upon the guards. Skilnir charged at the dragon, climbed up on its head, and landed swing after swing. Swing blow after blow until the monster collapsed. As he came walking away, the dragon's corpse started to disintegrate as some energy came out and went into Skilnir. Skilnir had absorbed his first dragon soul. As he returned to Whiterun, he heard a distant call. He entered the Jarl's castle and told him about what had happened. The Jarl suggested that he that Skilnir should go to the people who called him. An ancient order of monks known as the Greybeards. The Jarl, Balgruff, also named Skilnir Thane of Whiterun, meaning he is now a hero to the people. So Skilnir set off to see the Greybeards with his friend Vilkis. They climbed up the 7,000 steps up to their monastery. Skilnir spoke to them, and they taught him that a, that with a dragon soul with a, within his own, he can now shout without training. Skilnir was dragonborn. The monks taught him, taught him a new shout and told him about an artifact that they have known about for a long time. The horn of their founder, Jurgen Windcaller. Skilnir was sent to the ruin of Ustengrav. After fighting through mages and Draugr, he came to the final room. To Skilnir's surprise, the horn was gone, and there was a note in its place. Skilnir read it, and it said to rent the attic room in the in the inn in the town of Riverwood. He made his way to Riverwood and, and into the sleeping giant inn and tavern. He talked to the innkeeper, Delphine, and learned that there is no attic room and was given another room. Delphine walked in a few minutes later and gave Skilnir the horn. Delphine instructed Skilnir to follow her, and they went to her bedroom. Dolphin instructed Skilnir to close the door, and as she opened up a wardrobe with a false back leading to a secret room, 
She explained that that she knows that the dragons are coming back to life, and Delphine knows where one is located. A village near Windhelm called Kynesgrove. On the way there, Skilnir stopped by the Greybeards to give them the horn. They did a ritual to formally recognize him as Dragonborn. He learned the final word of a shout known as Unrelenting Force. He continued to Kynesgrove and met Delphine there. They came across a dragon flying above a burial mound. Skilnir recognized the the dragon as the same one that destroyed Helgen. Just then, the ground quaked as a dragon came up from the mound and started attacking the two. Skilnir killed the dragon and absorbed its soul. Delphine revealed that she is one of the last members of the Blades, an ancient order that protected the dragonborn and emperor. Sadly, they were, for the most part, exterminated by the Thalmor, the Empire's enemy in the Great War. And now they need to get information on the dragons, and Delphine believes that the Thalmor are their best bet. They met back in Riverwood and discussed a way to get into the Thalmor Embassy. Skilnir suggested fighting their way in, but Delphine suggested a more subtle tactic, sneaking in. She told Skilnir about a contact she has in the capital city of Skyrim, Solitude, named Malborn. As it turns out, the ambassador has parties, and that sneaking into one of them would be perfect. Would be the perfect opportunity to get the information that they need. So, with this knowledge, Skilnir set off to Solitude. When he arrived in the city, he realized that there was an execution happening. Skilnir ignored, ignored it and went into the local bar and found Malborn. He was told to give everything he could not give, could not live without. Skilnir gave him his armor and Wuthrod. Skilnir went to Delphine and was told to get on a carriage and was sent to the party. Once Gilnir entered, he tried to enjoy it and enjoy himself, but once he saw Malborn, he went over to him. Malborn informed Skyrim, informed Skilnir that they need a distraction. Skilnir saw a man sitting in the corner and came up to him. The man wanted a drink, so he's eating the cheese. It. The man named Raslin said that if Skilnir needs needs help, he can help. Skilnir told him about the distraction. Raslin agreed and commenced his distraction. As Skilnir went with Malborn and got his gear, he ran through the embassy, cutting down Thalmor left and right. His plan was now in effect. He broke into the dungeon and found a Thalmor dossier about a man named Esbern. He returned to Delphine and told her about Esbern. Delphine told him that he was in the city of Riften. However, 
Skjolnir, knowing that the Empire and Thalmor are in Skyrim, he went to Windhelm to rejoin the Stormcloak Rebellion. He met up with Ulfric Stormcloak and said that he wanted to rejoin. Ulfric directed him to his second-in-command, Galmar Stonefist. Galmar told Skjolnir to kill a creature known as an Ice Wraith. Skjolnir was told that there is a place called a serp called Serpent Stone Island. Skjolnir went off to kill it. It took half a day to reach the island, but once he got there, he killed the Ice Wraith and came back to Galmar. And just like that, Skjolnir was once again a Stormcloak. Thank you for listening to the first part of Skjolnir's story. The next episode will be posted at the same time as this one, so stay tuned and have a good day or night. Goodbye, listeners.